When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, it's breaking news, but it's not exactly breaking news because it wasn't going to take a genius to figure out that a change was necessary. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joe, after a couple of years of consternation and some really awful football, Zach Wilson will not start at quarterback this week for the New York Jets on Black Friday. It will be Tim Boyle <laughs> to turn the tide of the season. Yeah, I don't really think that's what they're going for. <laughs> we really need to change the mojo in the locker room. Here's the thing, that, and I know people have screamed and yelled about Zach Wilson for such a long time, and there are aspects of this that we do forget when we analyze football, and one of them is a very simple premise, but yet we don't always grasp it. One, coaches want to win football games. Hence, 1A, they will play the players that give them the best chance to win. So if Zach Wilson is giving you the best chance to win, it should tell you plenty about what they had behind him. Here's where the real malpractice for the Jets has happened this season. Aaron Rodgers is running this team. Let's be clear about that. He has got the owner's ear. He absolutely had this relationship with Zach Wilson where everybody felt like, well, maybe being around Aaron will improve Zach, I think, Aaron, I guess to a degree, from a humanity standpoint, to his credit, was doing everything he could to back up Zach and to help him out here. But that has nothing to do with winning football games. I, I firmly will believe that Aaron Rodgers has been in Woody Johnson's ear and has basically said, don't bring in another quarterback here who can truly challenge him or you will lose him for good. Desperate teams make bad decisions it's not really that hard to figure out desperate teams make bad decisions let's look at the cleveland browns they've been a desperate team for the better part of two decades they made a really bad decision with the contract they handed deshaun watson it wasn't so bad that they went after deshaun watson that they tried to buy low on deshaun watson it's the fully guaranteed contract they handed him that ended up jamming them up for the next few years in terms of flexibility for spending and flexibility at the quarterback position. It is a desperate franchise that hasn't won anything in a long time. And as a result, they turned to a situation they were unfamiliar with and they're going to get burned for it. The Jets are very similar. They are a desperate franchise. They have achieved very little over the last how many decades. They were desperate for quarterback play, so they turned to Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is not Watson from a production standpoint or an off-the-field standpoint, but the Brown desperation led to a really bad decision with the contract. The Jet desperation led to a bad decision in terms of ceding control of the decision-making to Aaron Rodgers. And as a result, here you are. 
He's been able to bring in his guys. He's been able to control the influence of the team. And this is where you've gotten yourself. It's not to put all the blame on his doorstep. Everyone's to blame here. Everybody. The fact that you thought for some reason Zach Wilson should be your guy for this long. I mean, Robert Sala, what's this about? For weeks, you've been getting up at the press conference backing the guy, talking about how confident you are in him. Everything you said, that just looks like BS at this point. And we all smelled the BS at the time. But now, when all hope is pretty much lost, now you're going to make the switch at the position? That wasn't even Zach Wilson's worst game yesterday. You know what his worst game was? His worst game of this season was the first full start he made this season in terms of quarterback ranking rating against Dallas, 44% completions, 170 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. They're blown out 30 to 10 yesterday against Buffalo, 46% completions. Ooh, 2% tick upwards, one TD, one INT through two fewer INTs yesterday, blown out 32 to six. What's the difference? Back then, we were all telling you he wasn't the guy. I know you didn't have a lot of options, but I mean, at least Cleveland's bringing in Joe Flacco for a workout. They're trying to figure something out here. Josh Dobbs is someone who landed in Minnesota. There were this moves is the to one we made. need to talk about. What's that's, that? That's the one we need to talk about. There you okay? go. Kirk Cousins, you and I both talked about it early, would have been a natural fit, but they never seemed to knock on that door, and it didn't seem like he particularly wanted to leave. Okay, that's fine. So Cousins goes down, and clearly the Cardinals had a plan in mind that when Kyler Murray was healthy, he was going to play, and they were going to figure out their situation with him. So that made Josh Dobbs, who played more than representative football, available, and it has to be maddening for every single Jet fan to sit here and watch Josh Dobbs last night on Sunday Night Football not win the game. But Joe certainly did not kill them and not, you know, in in certain instances, not incapable of making plays. The guy is not a world beater, but at the same time, he's not going to destroy your hopes and alienate teammates and put yourselves in a position where if you're a head coach, you can't look your players in the eye when you keep having to run this guy out there. And that's your best chance to win. So who is it on? Well, I can get into the owner because we could make all kinds of arguments. I'm not going to say anybody should have ever foreseen Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. That would be ridiculous. But where would the Jets be right now if their quarterback was Carr? What would, where would the Jets be right now if their car quarterback was Derek Carr? I'm not sitting here telling you that Derek Carr is an amazing quarterback. Would the Jets be in the playoff race? Absolutely, they would. That, <laughs> absolutely, they would. I don't know would. about that. All right, but that aside, if the Jets went out and did something that was a representative backup quarterback as opposed to this plan, once Rodgers got hurt, they would be in a much better situation. But they never did. They never did, and I never understood why, because that's not Joe Douglas's way. Joe is going to try to put the team in the best situation, but if the if Aaron Rodgers has a voice that's loud enough that he is saying, no, we can fix this, no, we can fix this, and the, the dude is, in essence, at that point, running the franchise, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, on the Dobbs point, he's extremely well-liked. He's very bright. 
And in Minnesota, this is the key. Minnesota's got an offensive-minded head coach in Kevin O'Connell who's able to put him in somewhat favorable positions. He's doing this without Justin Jefferson, by the way. It's not like Jefferson's healthy. They're finding ways to score points. They're finding ways to win football games despite Jefferson's injury because they can work on offense. Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator of the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers. Hackett is only good because of Rodgers. Rodgers is going to endorse him. Okay. The Manning family endorsed Adam Gase up and down the NFL. How'd that work out? Just because you've had success at a position working with someone doesn't mean other people will. Sometimes it just means you're that brilliant. You're going to make all those people around you look good. That's what Rodgers did with Hackett. We saw it happen as a head coach in Denver. It didn't work out. He didn't get anything out of Zach Wilson in this offense this year. And that's something that when you look at Minnesota, they're finding ways to get stuff out of Josh Dobbs. So right now, here we go. Zach Wilson, 32 career games. Jamarcus Russell, 31 career games. Wilson, 56% completion. Russell, 52%. Zach Wilson, 21 TDs to 25 INTs. Jamarcus Russell, 18 TDs to 23 INTs. Quarterback rating for Zach Wilson, 73. Quarterback rating for Russell, 65. Congratulations. After pretty much the exact same amount of games, you are slightly better than the guy who is widely regarded as the biggest bust in NFL history. And the Jets needed until now to figure out that that's the end of the line, that that's the guy we shouldn't be playing at quarterback. I think we have to be fair here and bring in our two Jet fans, both Handman and are Jet fans, and I want to know who they blame in this whole scenario for being in this situation. So, Handman, let's start with you. Who do you blame in all of this? Uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of blame to go around. I don't think anyone can just get one blame uh, here, but you mentioned it there, Carlin, about how Joe Douglas operates. He never has a, a backup quarterback. Flacco used to be his guy. That was last year. You think he would learn from last year needing a good backup this year, they were just relying on Zach Wilson and and hoping that Aaron Rodgers would stay healthy. So I kind of put it on Douglas a little bit there, but he does so well in other aspects, I can't be fully mad at him. Evan Wilner. Yeah, I mean, it's easy. It's Woody Johnson. It's always Woody Johnson. That's, that's the problem with the Jets fan base for the last 20 years since he bought the team. He's like, he is the number one. He owns the team. He's way too involved. He was involved in getting Rodgers here. He was probably involved in, like, you know, whatever Rodgers wanted. They got him. He was probably said to the team, let's hire Nathaniel Hackett because that'll help us get Rodgers. It's all him. It's all Woody Johnson. Because I actually like Robert Sala as a head coach. His teams are very undisciplined, and his defense kind of gave up yesterday. But... All in all, in three years, I like some of the things Salah has done. The only person that's been with the Jets the whole time, the entire time through this 12-year drought of not making the playoffs has been Woody Johnson. He's the one who brought in a bad GM that then got rid of Rex Ryan after Rex had a ton of success. He's the one who continues to change coach after coach after coach. He's the problem. Listen, Woody feels like the common denominator to me. But Carson Wentz didn't sign until when? Two, three weeks ago? Was Carson Wentz that bad? Was Carson Wentz worse than what we had here? And then, you know, we've heard the argument, too, a little bit from the Jets, Joe, that anybody you bring in, well, they got to learn the system and all that. Again, I'll point to Dobbs. Has not been an issue. Has a dude didn't know the names of some of his receivers in his first win, and he didn't have Justin Jefferson. 
I mean, I'm 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 looking over and I'm looking at the rest of the Jet roster, and it's you know the, on the offensive side, a couple of guys brought in to be Aaron's guys. What have they done? Randall Cobb has three catches all year, twenty catches for Alan Lazard in ten games. None of these guys are helping. I, this whole mess, this whole thing, I think is pinned on the owner and his willingness to let a star player basically take the franchise over. I've watched the Jets' offensive system. It's not that complicated. They could have brought anyone in. We talked about this at the beginning with Robert Sala after he lost Rodgers. As he continued to trot Wilson out there and continued to endorse him, said flat out, this is going to come back to get you. Your job right now isn't about getting to the playoffs. Your job isn't about winning a Super Bowl. Your job is about managing that locker room. And he played on the Razor's edge all season right up until this point to where that team literally quit on the field because of their quarterback, and now he's making the decision. Don't be reactive. Be proactive. Don't be reactive. Be proactive. Salah has had all season to get ahead of this. He has chosen not to, and now it's burning him as his team went out and quit right in front of him yesterday. That's a bad look for a guy whose main job at this point in the season was simply to manage the ship from now until the end of the season. No one was expecting anything from them. But now that it starts to come unglued on the field and in the locker room, that's where you start to have the real problems on your hands. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, the Jets are not the only team that should think about making a major change today. That is next after Joe has this from our good friends at O'Reilly. Don't miss See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you'll get great deals on wiper blades, headlight bulbs, cleaning products, and more. Get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate on select purchases and their professional parts people will even install your wiper blades for free get ready for the winter ahead during see better drive safer month at o'reilly auto parts stop by your local store or visit o'reillyauto.com today this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn radio Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Herbert dropping the throw. Throws it. He's batted down at the line of scrimmage. Swatted away by Kenny Clark. And the Packers are going to come away with their fourth victory of the season. It's not a lack of effort. These guys are giving their their all. And, uh, you know, I feel for these guys. And it's unfortunate that we're in this situation. I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller. And the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. I'm going to be calling the defenses. So you don't have to ask that again. Two observations. Number one, whoever it was uh, whose first voice we heard sounded exceptionally handsome. (laughs) And uh, number two, I've never actually seen delusion personified as well as I did yesterday postgame with Brandon Staley. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. You can stop asking the question because... I'm going to be calling the defense. We have confidence in what we're doing. Joe, I'm calling that game Chargers and Packers yesterday in Green Bay with Darius Butler, a former defensive back. Darius was fantastic on the game. And every time I'm looking down and watching that pack or that Chargers defense that is number uh, number 32 in the league against the pass and you've got defensive backs Looking around like, where am I supposed to be? Darius, I I just felt for him. It was literally painful for him to watch that. (laughs) If you make Jordan Love look that good, you shouldn't be calling any defense anywhere. That's the problem for Staley right now. And that postgame presser where he went on that rant and he comes a bit unhinged, and that's going to happen. He's facing a lot of questions he doesn't really want to face. He knows the writing's on the wall. He had an opportunity yesterday to try to turn this thing around. I mean, it's the Packers. The Packers stink. That's an opportunity to go win a game, turn things around, maybe sneak into the wild card. He gets it. The thing is, to lose it yesterday in the presser, and I know we'll talk about this more, it's not like he faces a whole lot of criticism. He's not in New York. He's not in Boston. He's not in Philly or Pittsburgh, where Matt Canada is under fire at every single turn and every single gas station in the greater Pittsburgh area. Like, he's out in L.A., and he plays for the team that isn't even the L.A. team. He plays for the team that rents the stadium from the L.A. team. So no one really comes at him for anything. And now it's starting to get to him, and rightfully so. Jordan Love yesterday, 67% completions, 322 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, quarterback rating 108.5. Jordan Love is a guy that many over the last few weeks have been saying, he ain't it. Packers are going to be moving on. You made him look like he's the guy yesterday. Joe? When you do that, that's on you. How about this? The Green Bay Packers had gone 27 games without a 300-yard passer until How many yesterday. games? 27? 27. <laughs> Back until December of 2021, it was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> 27 wow. games without a 300-yard passer, and you gave it up yesterday. And, and Joe, here's the thing. Right, well, first of all, let's hear some of Staley. I want to hear this again because some of it 
was just staggering. My wife, who never watches post games, but watched because I was doing the game, uh, went to see what Staley was going to say, and she's like, is this guy trying to get fired? Honestly, here he was after the game yesterday, first of all, about his defense. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements today. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. Okay, we did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. No, no. You, hey, you don't get to determine the storyline. Number one. So sit back and relax there, Brandon. Number two, you did lose because of your pass defense. Your run defense was okay. They they got to the quarterback a couple of times. Like, there are guys who are making plays on that team. Khalil Mack is making plays on that team. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day had a, a sack, should have had another, and a strip sack. Like they, And they did that all without Joey Bosa, by the way, who went out on the first series. Shocker, Joey Bo- yeah, Bosa Joey got hurt. Yeah, Joey Bosa's hurt again? Stunning. About it? But he's not wrong in saying that. There are parts of it, but not the whole thing. And, and if I can look down as a guy, Joe, I don't know if you know this. I don't really have a trained eye. <laughs> and if I can look and follow defensive backs who are honestly looking around, not knowing where they're supposed to be, how do you not blame the coach on that? Well, Brandon Staley doesn't blame the coach. Here he is. Like I told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller in the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. You can stop asking that question. I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Have at it, my friend. I just, how is it possible to lose so many close games? Like, that is the definition of coaching. The great coaches find the ways to put their team in a position where they can make the one play to win the game. Did you see what happened in Detroit and Chicago yesterday? That game is a perfect microcosm of what I'm talking about. Dan Campbell's a pretty good head coach. His team was really sloppy yesterday. They turned the ball over, I think it was four times. Jared Goff didn't look good. The defense didn't look good. All the way around, it looked like a letdown game. And late in the game, they needed one drive, one drive to get back in it. They went down the field. They scored. Defensively, they came out. They immediately got a three-and-out stop, and they put their offense in a position to win the game. The offense went down and scored and won the game. That's exactly what they did. Campbell and the coaching staff came together to find a way to put them in a position. And Matt Eberflus in Chicago did everything he could to lose that game yesterday. Everything he could. Yep. Staley is constantly in these one-score games. And he's getting beat. 23-20, he loses to the Packers yesterday. 41-38, another three-point loss, he loses to the Lions. Against the Cowboys earlier in the season, 20-17. What was that, a Monday night game? They were there. Herbert had the ball late. They couldn't figure out a way to go down the field. Uh, Tennessee in overtime, week two, they lose 27-24. The opener against Miami, they lose 36-34. They got four wins this year. They beat Minnesota, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Jets. Woohoo. Well, Unbelievable. But it's not on Staley. 
The thing is, everyone knew Staley should have been gone last year after that playoff meltdown against Jacksonville. Ownership with the Chargers is too cheap. They didn't want to buy him out of the final year of his deal, so they let him come back. They're paying him to play out this year, and then they're going to make the change. So you get what you pay for. Really? I don't think any of us are all that surprised by what we're seeing, are we? I I mean, I don't know that you you can be, because we would have expected for him to be gone last year, but... The word that comes to mind that I would use to describe that situation is apathetic. It feels like the entire organization up above the football people, you know, the people who actually care about winning and losing, apathetic. Ownership, whoever. Because if you're not making a change here, I I don't know where you do. Let me give you this. Uh, Justin Herbert, 21 of 36, 260 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Eight carries, 73 yards, no touchdowns. Isn't that enough to beat the Packers? Isn't that enough? And by the way, if Quinn Johnston catches that ball down the sideline, I mean, at every turn, this team finds a way to make the one mistake, the one mistake late to lose the game. That's coaching. That comes down to coaching. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We had a massive comeback that one Super Bowl contender made look entirely too easy. That in moments after Joe has this from our friends at Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year. What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, and every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, the fans, and that's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit Vivid. <laughs> Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. Yeah, it is. That's right. Part one Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Handman hit it. Lions 31, Bears 26. So, Joe, going into this game, Teams were 0-83 this year when trailing by 10 points 
in the final four minutes. Teams are now 1-83 and when trailing by 10 points in the final four minutes because the Chicago Bears gave up that lead. As the Lions come back and made plays, Jared Goff threw three interceptions, but the dude is able to put stuff behind him quickly. That was a heck of a win for the Detroit Lions, even though you say, well, it's against the Bears. Listen, they got it done. How the hell do you go plus three in turnover differential, hold the ball for 40 minutes and 24 seconds in a 60-minute regulation game and lose by five? How is that even possible? Plus three in turnover differential with a 40-minute time of possession and you lose the game by five? To your point, though, credit the Lions. Finding ways to win games. It's not always about looking pretty. Good teams find a way to win ugly when the situation calls for it, and the situation called for it yesterday. Shout out the Lions. As for the Bears, that's the perfect performance. Justin Fields looked good. The Bears put up a lot of points. It was all very exciting, and then they lost and protected their draft position. You couldn't ask for a lot, for anything more from the Chicago Bears in that one. And I'm telling you, of those teams that are just out of reach of the difference makers at quarterback but need a quarterback, Hey, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's you. Justin Fields is the way to go. 16 of 23, 169, a touchdown, also ran for 104. I'm not telling you he's amazing right now. I'm telling you he's still got a chance. Next! Dolphins 20, Raiders 13. Hey, Tua really just threw the ball to Tyreek Hill all day, and it went 10 times to Tyreek Hill for 146 yards and a touchdown. Scary moment. Tyreek seemed to hurt his hand uh, in the game, but says that he is fine to go. Said after the game uh, in an interview that he was just annoyed now that he can't play quarterback. Well, uh, <laughs> he continues to make his case for offensive player of the year alongside Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Miami, much like the Lions. It wasn't pretty. It didn't need to be. You needed to find a way to get it done. They're now 7-3 and three on the season. Ahead of them, number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 7-3. and three. They're laying one point at Houston this weekend. Houston wins that game. Miami has a chance to move up into the top three. Oh, by the way, the number one seed, Kansas City, they're 7-2, and two and they've got Philadelphia tonight. They lose that game. They're 7-3, and three and so is Miami. Chiefs would have the tiebreaker over the Dolphins, but don't sleep on this Miami team. Winning big games has been a problem, but they look like they're going to jockey themselves into very solid playoff positioning come January. And the reason for that is who they've got right ahead here. The Jets on the road, the Commanders on the road, the Titans, the Jets at home before they get to the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills to close out the year. Miami is going to be in excellent, excellent shape. Just quickly, are the Raiders showing enough in Antonio Pierce that they're going to have to really consider this? No. Okay. If they weren't going to do it with Fasaccia, why would they do it with Pierce? Fasaccia went out there, won a bunch of games, turned it around after the Gruden scandal, got him to the playoffs, and they competed against Cincinnati. Mark Davis didn't want that, so why would you want Pierce? Just asking the question. Next! Cowboys 33, Panthers 10. Jerron Bland may be the Cowboys offensive player of the year. (laughs) He now has four, four, Four pick sixes on the season. That ties a single season record. Cowboys rolled late. Um, He has more than any other team has this year. Uh, Cowboys, I mean, 
that's all I got. You beat up on the Panthers. The Panthers stink. It's painful to watch them play football. Good for you. You won the game you're supposed to win. Yeah. So far this season, I've watched the Cowboys beat the Giants, beat the Jets, beat the Patriots, beat the Chargers, beat the Rams, beat the Giants again, beat the Panthers. Great. That's what you're expected to do. You've won 12 games each of the last two years because you win games like that. The games that we're interested in are the Philadelphia game, which you lost late, the San Francisco game, which you were never a part of, and the Cardinals game, which is just a classic, you know, flat spot in the wrong spot sort of situation. No one ever said Dallas couldn't win these games. You're expected to win these games, and they look very pretty in the process. Go beat someone who matters. Commanders this week doesn't matter. Seahawks the following week doesn't really matter. Philadelphia, Sunday, December 10th. That's the next big game. Let's see how they fare in that one. Next. 49ers 27, Buccaneers 14. Brock Purdy, 21 of 25 for 333. You know, Brandon Ayuk is a guy that I still don't think gets used enough. Five catches, 156, 76-yard touchdown in the game. Bucks now in line for a top 10 pick. Keep losing. I've got that game this week. Bucks and Colts in Indianapolis on Sunday. Can't talk about that from a gambling perspective. We adhere by all ESPN gambling yes, we policies. Do. If you're on that, what's the game? Bucks who? Colts? Bucks Colts. Won't be talking about that game at all. This show is nothing if not above board. 27 to 14. It never really felt like the Niners were in any sort of trouble here. Look very good on both sides of the football. To your point on getting Brandon Ayuk the ball more, I mean, what are you supposed to do? He had five for 156 and one. You got to feed George Kittle. He had eight catches. You got to get the ball to Debo every now and again. He only had three catches. Christian McCaffrey touched the ball 26 times. I mean, this is an embarrassment of riches for the Niners. Like, if you want to get the ball more to Ayuk, you got to take it away from a guy like McCaffrey or Kittle. And you're winning with those guys. So, great spot to be in for San Francisco. Once again, jockeying into position to make a serious run when it matters most. Okay, so thanks for shooting down my entire argument. And I'd much rather <laughs> live below board because I'm much more comfortable above below board than above board. <laughs> Next! Broncos 21, Vikings 20. This is a pretty good game last night. Really yeah. enjoyed watching that game. And I have to tell you, you know, I got to give Russ some credit. Russ is doing a nice job. And Sean Payton to get this team back from 1-5 and five to 5-5, five and five, that is remarkable. That is an awesome job that they have done out in Denver. And Evan, cover your ears. Russ is playing pretty well. He's doing yeah. a good enough job to win these games. This is the definition of coaching. Sean Payton stepped in. The team was pretty much at rock bottom. The quarterback hadn't been playing well. It started slow, and then throughout the course of the season, it's getting better. That's all you try to do. You improve a little bit each week. You get a little bit better with the more information you put in front of yourselves. I'm not saying Sean Payton's going to win coach of the year, but he absolutely should be in the conversation, should he not? He absolutely should be if it continues like this. And look, you want to knock him for one thing? Red zone, they end up settling for a lot of field goals in the game. But Russ has 19 touchdowns and four interceptions this year. That catch by Cortland Sutton, second straight game, he's made an amazing catch for a touchdown. That was a great catch. By the way, great call on the two-point conversion because I had Minnesota plus two and a half, and that play was a disaster. From the outset, you knew it was going to get blown up. It got blown up, and then all we needed was Dobbs in Minnesota to not give a fumble six or a pick six, and they didn't, and Minnesota brought it home. Brilliant. 
And guess who is squarely alone in first place because of tough weeks for everybody else? This Two show. and one. The champs are here. <laughs> We're going to be saying that later in the year as we continue to just dazzle the gambling community. It's Carlin versus Joe <laughs> on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Everybody, and I mean everyone, is frustrated with one NFL team whose offense finally caught up to them. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. at a time, but we're going to give our very best towards our goal, and that's that's winning these game and winning the division. Those are big moments where you're looking for your guy to come through. It came through. Uh, made some big plays uh, throughout that drive. Made big plays throughout the game. I know it wasn't perfect at all times, but he came through when it mattered. This just in, 6-4. and four. The Steelers are the worst 6-4 and four team in the history of the NFL. Can we say that? I mean, I there's probably it. some good competition up there, but yeah, the Steelers. I mean, they finally lost a one-score game. Who would have thought that would have been coming? Oh no way! Really? They Come were on. six and zero in one-score games, and suddenly the dam broke on that one. Yeah. Well, thirteen ten loss yesterday to the Cleveland Browns, and granted, the Browns are seven and three. I understand that, but the the Pittsburgh offense is just a complete. An utter disaster. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe, now listen. I uh, looked at some numbers, and I'm not what you would call a number cruncher, okay? No. But I look at these numbers, and I see the Steelers are 28th in scoring offense. They are 28th in total offense. And Kenny Pickett is 28th in QBR. Now, if I'm not mistaken, only 32 teams in the NFL. So 28 out of 32. The Steelers are a bad offensive team, and it's the offensive coordinator, yes, but there are some other problems here. Their line is not that great. Pickett is not developing. If you want to put that on the coordinator, I can understand that. Pickett is not developing. He does not look great. And guys like like Najee Harris is not a playmaker. Najee Harris looks like a very average running back right now, Joe. So the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to generate 106 passing yards. Yeah. 28 throws. Granted, that's, good defense, but not off-the-charts amazing defense. Not that great. 3.8 yards per attempt. I've seen Miami get 106 yards passing on two throws. I'd see him get it on one throw if the field was longer than 100 yards. Yep. Like, 28 passes got you 106 yards. Here's everything you need to know about Matt Canada and the Steeler offense wrapped up in one drive. Tight game. Divisional matchup. Playoff implications on the line. Pittsburgh's defense forces a short drive from Cleveland in which they need to punt. Pittsburgh gets the ball first and 10 at their own 48. 547 to play. Now, I want you to think about this. Pittsburgh is at midfield after getting this punt. 547 left. It's 10-10. 
The Steelers go past short right, George Pickens, 12 yards. They are now at the Cleveland 40. We are moving right in the field goal range. This is the opportunity to win it. Pickett then goes incomplete. Najee Harris then has a negative five-yard run. Pickett then has a two-yard completion. Then the Steelers punt. That's it. You're starting at midfield with over five minutes to play in a 10-10 game. You basically need one and a half first downs, and you should put yourself in field goal range for a long attempt. They couldn't even do that. They had the punt, and then they ended up losing the game. That right there is everything you need to know. You can't ask for more from anybody else. That was your chance to win the game, and you blew it. So there's frustration all around, as you would imagine. Here is Najee Harris after the game yesterday. Record-wise, man, it's a uh, record-wise is good. You know, you can, you can look at the record and be good with two things. You can look at the record and say, okay, we're still good right now. But look at the record and be like, if we keep playing this type of football, how long does that last? I look at it like, how long does that last? You know, like it's a good record, but I mean, it's the NFL. You know, it's winning like how we did is not going Yeah. And and he makes the right point in the sentiment of we're six and four, but it's not about we're six and four and we're okay. It's six and four, and here's what's wrong. And we need to focus on that. Najee's part of the problem. Joe, how long is it before you believe a player is just who they are? Najee Harris has not averaged over four yards a carry in his career yet. Jalen Warren is the much more explosive player, as we saw on a long touchdown run yesterday. And he had nine carries for well over 100, including the really long score. But he has been clearly more explosive than Harris all season long, going back to last year. And they still only get him nine carries in the game. Is this because Harris was a first-round pick? And we're still three years down the road doing that? Like, there are simple alterations to make here that aren't just about the coordinator. Coordinator's terrible. He stinks. Got to go. But there are other aspects here that shouldn't be ignored. This is Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard from last season, right? Like, you have the bigger name running back, more money's invested in him, higher draft position, and then you got the younger, upstart, fresher running back right behind him who's producing at a higher level. But you won't give him more carries because that would be admitting that the high draft pick that costs more money isn't the guy. So you continue to feed him the ball, even though for some reason it's less effective because you don't want to look bad. That's where ego gets in the way. That's generally something that Pittsburgh doesn't let affect them. Pittsburgh's one of those teams that tends to rise above things like that, which is what makes them as good as they are. But to your point, not in this situation because they continue to ride with Harris despite the below average results. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And what Harris is talking about there is the offensive coordinator. He clearly wants to see a change. And I know the fans have been screaming about it for two years. It's more than fair. Mike Tomlin tends to ride these things out. He does make changes when necessary. But as opposed to what happened up in Buffalo, I don't think Mike Tomlin looks at this and says it's all the offensive coordinator. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, I I think up in Buffalo, when they made that change, they're like, hey, we've got an immense amount of talent here. And so we if we make the change and get the right mindset offensively and change things up and change the energy, maybe we can get something going. I don't think that's how he looks at it. Can we talk about Pickett for a second? 
Sure. He's not good. How about that? I can sum it up that way. And, well. and I just look at it like this. <laughs> Listen, we know that George Pickens doesn't get the ball enough. Okay, that's fine. How about a guy like Deontay Johnson, Joe? All right? He, his talent did not fall off of a cliff. Two years ago, with a broken down Ben Roethlisberger, who was just trying to make it through the season, dude had 107 catches and eight touchdowns. I mean, he, is, he can't sniff it right now. He is nowhere near any of that, and he has become a much different receiver since we have seen Pickett take over. So, like, when you're not taking advantage of guys on your offense, when, when the quarterback can't get them the ball, where's the change? Maybe Pittsburgh ought to be one of those teams that's looking at Justin Fields. This deep into the season, don't look at record. Look at point differential. The Steelers are minus 29. Jeez. There's another team in the NFL that's right there. They're minus 28. You know who they are? The Atlanta Falcons. Oh. That's who you are if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're oh basically the Atlanta Falcons. I, I think I literally just threw up in my mouth a little bit thinking about this. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 